When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. Are listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wole, Will T, and Ray GZ. Man, it feels good to be back on, man. Happy New Year to folks, man. Happy New Year to you guys too, as well. I'll say that to y'all, non the show, but you know, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Wole. Appreciate you, man. Y'all, you all did a splendid job, man. Splendid job. Yeah, I know. We need to be respected. Go ahead, Will. <laughs> I just need to be respected also, you know, when whenever people tweet. Yeah. You know, I know I'm not on Twitter, but you need to, like, acknowledge you. me. Acknowledge, acknowledge you. My contribution. Right. That's all I want. Getting tired of being disrespected. Who disrespecting you, bruh? Who doing that? Man, a lot of people, you know, <laughs> your guys from football, God is time, you know, they came on here. <laughs> Years ago, they only spoke to y'all. Now people tweeting about how they like the show. Don't mention me. Tired of being disrespected, man. Hey, I didn't. I've never heard that. I, I know folks love hearing you on the show, man. I've never heard that. That's this. This, this is a first. Man. Just tired of it. That's all. Dang, bro. Dang. <clears throat> I, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know about that. But you, you, you're the head of the table right now when it comes to. The Pick'em League and the Survivor League. Congratulations, oh, yeah, Hakun Wong. We apologize, but you lost, bro. Yeah, man. Take uh, that L like, and stride. You a little bit anyway, too much. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm clamoring for respect from Will T for the simple fact that last night, 22.6 million people watched the college football national championship game. People want to see a giant fall, Will. That's why when the Tennessee Titans upset Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, it's going to be the highest rated Super Bowl in years. It matters. People want to see upsets, baby. People want people want a good storyline, and the good storyline was Georgia hadn't won a championship in forty plus years. <laughs> I must have missed this conversation. I don't, I don't know what's happening right now. Like, did I miss? This happened last week. Yeah, it happened last week. We talked about how people more buy into more of a storyline mm-hmm. leading up to the Super Bowl opposed to um, two insignificant teams where there's no storylines or anything. Oh. Uh... I missed that one. I apologize, folks. I was trying to be a good producer. I guess I wasn't. (laughs) I thought I paid attention to pretty much everything. I guess not. I need to do better, man. I need to do better. Hey, also, I forgot to mention, we are part of Ant Papyr Media. And you can uh, (laughs) check that out. Check Check us out on AntPapyrMedia.com. Ant Papyr Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington football team insider John Kime. And Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. Subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, make sure you subscribe to our Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. This show can be found on Podcast DC, the local app with hundreds of options in news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire Show as well as other great content. Hey, don't forget to uh, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T. The disrespect has already started because I only have one line <laughs> opening, but I'll do it. Let's get into our tradition. You know what? I'm going to flip that around, dude. I'm going to edit that. Next week, that's not going to happen. You're right. I apologize. Here's what we have all on good, time. Man. I just, listen, I just, I just like to know, I just like to point these things out as we look, go bro. Around. I like to look. You're right, man. And I'm, I want to make sure that you get your respect, man. All right, we'll recap the Washington Football Team defeating the New York Giants 22 to seven and off-season decisions at 8:25. We'll talk about whether the Washington Wizards should trade for Jeremy Grant. 
He's a local DMV kid. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. At 8.35, we'll talk about the NFL playoffs, playoff matchups. And finally, we'll talk about Georgia defeating Alabama 33-18 to in the national, ch- the college national college football national championship game, which Ray and Will T were talking about earlier. All right, first, uh, for, the, for the last game of the season, the Washington football team beat the New York Giants 22-7. to In your opinion, how satisfying was this victory for Coach Rivera? I'll go first. Um, I think on the, on the inside, he, he, he giggled a little bit, uh-huh. more than a little bit, actually. Um, look, no one, Joe Judge, you know, and there was a recent uh, report that Joe Judge has been yeah. relieved of his duties as the Giants, as the head coach of the New York football Giants. Uh-huh. Um, the comments he made uh, during his press conference leading up to this game, they, they were out of line. They were absurd. There was no place for, you know, considering the struggles that his team has gone through these past two years, uh-huh. there was no place for any of that um, headed into this game. Um, also, on top of that, the performance of this team, you know, since uh, Daniel Jones has been out, has been uh, laughable at best. Uh-huh. We talked, you know, he, he talked about how things were unorganized as a franchise, you know, in Washington, which is true. Yeah. But th- th- those are things that, you know, you know, the – the NFL coaches is, I get the sense anyway that it's kind of like a fraternity, mm, right? Yeah. And you like, not, I'm not gonna say a brotherhood, but a fraternity, where you know guys, <clears throat> they they go out of their way to not necessarily embarrass or talk bad about another coach, and for him to have those comments in this, I believe Wednesday press conference uh, before the game. I think is ultimately what sealed his fate in him um, being let go by the Giants ownership. Right. Did you answer the question? You want respect? I, what, what, did you answer? No, the I did. I what? said. I did. I did. I, if you listen, my initial, my initial, <laughs> my happening? initial response was, I think that Ron Rivera giggled a little bit on the inside because oh, I, I thought he was happy about the win. Okay, is it my turn? It's, it's my turn. Yes, um, yeah, the, the, the question was, how satisfying do you think this victory was for Coach Rivera? It wasn't satisfying at all, in my opinion. This is your seventh win for the second year in a row. And what's worse is you played an extra game in this regular season <laughs> than you did last year. This should not be satisfying at all. Yes, you're happy that your team showed some fight when an opposing coach talked trash. Mike McCarthy did the same thing. You didn't stand up for yourself. At least that's what I thought. So, yeah, maybe he was happy with that. But, of course, you're not satisfied with a seven-win season. That's ridiculous. And, Will T, if you want more lines, baby, you got to come with it, bro. Whoa, what is happening? I don't know what's going on on this show right now. I, I know what's happening. I know what's happening. Ryan's <laughs> just upset because his picks, he's very behind Hakun Wong and me. That's all. So it's just a little bit of jealousy. Yo, I understand it. Is <clears throat> this is amazing. I understand it. I actually think that. picks. Oh, hey, go ahead. I actually think that, you know, it's satisfying to Coach Rivera I th- because if he had lost that game, it would have been even worse, right? Like, in the grand scheme of things, this dude had kind of called you out, called your organization out, and just say you lost that game. Like, what would fans say to that? Was that a rhetorical question? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was asking the question. question. I'm putting it back out there. Like, what would fans say to that? Um, I, I don't think – I mean, all things considered about how the season's gone for Washington, uh-huh. for the Washington football team, I think they'll just put it on another laundry list of yep. things that, uh-huh. uh, you know, reasons why they've become, they've become more disenfranchised of this organization. Uh-huh. Or not this, they've lost interest in this organization. Yeah. Well, late. You're Great a fan Jesus. of the Washington football team. Will T and I are not. How satisfied were you with the victory? You didn't care that much. Oh, I didn't care at all. But I just think that <laughs> exactly. I, I, but I said it's for Coach Rivera, though, I think that for him, to he's trying to create a, an, you know, he always says create a vision or create a, um, you know, create an, an, an established program or, or a program that looks successful. And I think that if a coach came out here and disrespected you, I think for him, he needed it. I actually think it was an important victory for him. To me, I think it was a BS game. Like, I didn't care about the game. I barely really watched the game, to be honest with you. Um, but in terms of for him, like, I can only imagine, say a coach, I'm having a terrible season, you know, in terms of what, you know, projection, like in terms of what I did for year one. And this, and like you said, Ray, it's an extra game. So in all honesty, you, you pretty much finished six and 10, right? You got an extra game to go finish seven and 10. 
So in just in terms of the optics, and then for me, I'm like, dude, like I know how this fan base is going to, certain folks of the fan base are going to re- respond to me because you know what? A lot of people are getting sick of me anyway, and I I just lost to a team that looked horrible throughout the season. I mean, for a certain point in the season, looked horrible and doesn't even look like an NFL team. And this coach just called my called the organization out, and I lost to this squad. I just thought it would be a, if I was Coach Rivera, it would be a bad look. Will T said it best last week. This was a fourth preseason game. Facts. This was put to the back of the schedule. Facts. And nobody gets up for a preseason game except for people trying to make the roster. Uh-huh. So I don't think it was satisfying. But you know what? For some people and or fans or media analysts, they yeah. may feel as though this was a good win for Coach Rivera just based on what you're talking about. Because it's all about Joe Judge disrespect. If Joe Judge didn't say a word, exactly. he wouldn't be asking this uh, I agree. So, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. All right, so the season's over. Rivera has – had two losing seasons so far, and I'll start with you, Ray. Uh, should the fan base be confident in his vision? I'm going to start with y'all. What the hell is the vision? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out, too. If, if, <laughs> if, 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 if you're becoming a team that is defensive-oriented or a defensive first team, and then on the offensive side, you're a run-heavy offense, then, yeah, I see you continuing to invest into your offensive line. I see your game plans being very specific, kind of like the Tennessee Titans, so to speak. Uh But right now, based on the draft last season and based on what we saw on the field, the inconsistencies and game planning, I don't know what the vision is. Is this a rebuild? Some people say this isn't a true rebuild because you can't have a young quarterback in a true, in a, in a, in a rebuild like this. Uh I'm just like, I don't know what his vision is, to be honest. So no, I'm not confident right now because it's so unclear because of the mixed messages. From the coach, I like him personally. I want to say that it's nothing personal. Same thing with Scott Turner. I don't have anything personal with these guys. It's just on, on the field, the production hasn't been there, and there's no clear vision, in my opinion. Ray, you brought you 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 bring up an interesting point on exactly what is the vision of this uh-huh. you know this organization, this franchise. You know, um, when certain coaches, I think when they come in, they kind of bring a program with them, and you know what to yeah. expect, right? When it was Joe mm-hmm. Gibbs, you knew to expect uh, a strong offensive line, power run game, play action, um, a quarterback who can make all the pro throws and who can throw the ball across, deep and throw the ball mm-hmm. across the middle. Mike Shanahan, what you expected was the West Coast offense, the zone outside, inside zone running scheme, and some proficiency at the quarterback position. Um, Ron Rivera, he has, uh, I believe it was seven plus, seven or eight plus seasons in Carolina. Uh-huh. We did, I, I don't know necessarily that he established a identity in Carolina, mm-hmm. um, as a coach. So, so when Ray says, what is the vision for this team? I don't know. And I don't think fans really know, right? <laughs> we all meant, you, you mentioned Ray, you know, is this going to be a strong defensive team and that's, and on the off, they're going to be run heavy, kind of like what they do in Baltimore. All right, mm-hmm. if that's the case, you know, yeah. you have you, you have a guy, um, Antonio Gibson, who looks to be a uh, uh, one of the top, a, a top an back. ascending running back, yeah, a top, a top back. Uh-huh. Um, he looks to be an ascending. He looks to be an ascending um, young running back. Um, you still have to sign Brandon Sheriff long term. And there's still holes across that offensive line. So exactly what is the vision for this team? You know, I know he wants to create a winning culture and guys who are accountable on and off the field, but okay, that's just saying a lot. That's saying, that's saying something without giving us any meaning to anything. Right. So what exactly what type of team do you want to build? And it'd be interesting going into year three, what he does um, with key positions such as quarterback, such as uh, left tackle such as cornerback. And I, I, I'm just, I'll be interested to see what the vision is. But if you, to, to answer the question, am I confident in his, in his vision? I can't necessarily say I am because I don't know what the vision is, much like Ray. All right, so I asked the fan base, what is your confidence level of Coach Rivera's vi- uh, vision? I mean, you can, uh, and these are, this is posted on our various different platforms, uh, Twitter and, mm-hmm. and our Facebook page and also our Instagram page. On, uh, from Facebook, Rob, uh, Rob Anthony posted level, level seven. If they get a QB and stay healthier next year, then they will win 10 plus, 10, 10 games plus. Um, from Instagram, the homie Reggie, uh, Reggie Woodson said, uh, 
look at look at the Staley kid of uh, or I mean of the LA Chargers going for it on fourth fourth down cost them more than one uh, one game plus a playoff berth, and he's got all the pieces for what it's worth. Ron is a five hundred a five hundred uh, five hundred coach with a, a respectable team team culture. He needs no, a legit. Difference maker what? under center. He's not a five. He's not a five hundred coach. Stop yeah, I know. I know. Hey, bro. Look, I, I'm just reading it, bro. Or they, or they could keep rotating guys at quarterback and and, and head coach without a capable quarterback. It's all for naught. Uh, my man uh, on Instagram, uh, Rodney said negative zero <laughs> level of confidence in coach, <laughs> in coach Rivera. <laughs> and, and from Twitter, the homie Mike Hall tweeted. Uh, six out of ten if you if he can't find a court a QB. Eight out of ten if he can find a top sixteen QB for the twenty twenty two season. We have an above average O line. The weapons are above average with, when healthy. Still one of legit number two wide receiver, and I have faith that the defense can, will get get right with a pretty easy quarterback schedule to build from build their confidence uh, up next year. Which I do agree they'll have a lower tier uh, schedule, so their quarterback. The quarterback that they see won't be like they saw uh, uh, this season. But to, I mean, okay, well, up to you. Up to you me, all, Wilson. Let, let me let me correct my. Let me. He he was right. He is an above five hundred coach. Uh-huh. If you take his uh, season, Carolina, it's just Carolina, Carolina he was seventy six and seventy three <laughs> and one, which is a five forty six winning percentage. Yeah. And in Washington, he's fourteen and nineteen, which is a four twenty four overall. He's ninety and eighty two and uh-huh. one, five twenty three. Winning percentage, hard to believe, but you know, no, I that's what it is, bro. Like I'm only going off of like for me. So this is the thing. Like I, I will, will you had a great point. I'm going off the Washington stuff, not even going off the Carolina mm-hmm. stuff because um, I know Ray. We've talked about this prior. We all have talked about it prior though. In Carolina, he didn't drive. He didn't drive Cam Newton. You know that 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 wasn't a thing that he built in. So he he incor- he incorporated like he came in with that talent there anyway. I don't think he drafted – he wasn't part of the draft that got Luke Keekley either, if my memory serves me correctly. So even in that situation, I don't look at Coach Rivera as an individual that kind of built the Carolina Panthers program. You know what I mean? Like he's, he, helped, he, he enhanced it, yes. I th- obviously he enhanced it, but he didn't build the program. Here, you're asking – Will, to your point, Will, you're asking a guy who went relatively barely over 500 to run the whole organization in terms of being the basically running for front office stuff and also being the head coach. Usually that goes to a Super Bowl winning coach, right? Or a coach who's probably yes. done it all before, right? But you're asking a guy who's barely over 500 to run the whole thing and come up with a plan to, to create a winning culture. That's the problem. All right. Well, a couple of a couple of our listeners or a couple of people who responded to the question. They talked about the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. So we know obviously the team needs a quarterback. What should be how sh- who should the team target in the offseason? Um, to me, they should target a quarter a veteran quarterback in the draft. I like Will. I, I like who you mentioned in terms of drafting a quarterback and the Willis kid out of Liberty. Uh, I like that idea. If you just got to bring in a veteran quarterback who's going to start um, and who. Ron and Turner, Scott Turner are probably comfortable with, um, then, and have Turner draft the kids, um, Willis to just kind of learn and not rush him in. Something like what the San Francisco 49ers are doing with, um, uh, Trey Lance. You may want to get a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm doing out, like, what they have right now is better than any, what they have now, any quarterback outside of this organization is damn near better. You can bring back Kirk Cousins for all I care, for real. Like, it's better than this. So let me ask, so I, let me ask you guys this question. Considering you're in year three of a, I know he doesn't want to use the term rebuild, mm-hmm. but let's call it what it is. It's a, a rebuild. A rebuild. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you're rebuilding the culture, you're rebuilding the operations from, you know, um, inside. Do you think this team is better off with a veteran quarterback or drafting the guy who can come in day one and be the starter? I think the way they the way they started, they have to get a veteran quarterback. Because to me, if you're going to start a program, you should have did this earlier. Like you could have drafted a quarterback earlier, you know what I mean? Like you're in year three. Typically, in any coaching, you know, coach when a new coach comes into town, like the year three is the year that you want to kind of ascend. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna pretty much have a quarterback. If you start a court, I mean, you say you start the rookie, he's gonna struggle. Then it's like, all right, it's gonna set you back a couple more years, right? So, and every situation isn't like 2012. But there's no offensive juggernaut mind like Kyle and Mike Shanahan 
in this in, in the in the building. <laughs> it's a fact. So you're not going to 2012. You're not going to get a quarterback and tailor a system. You're going to have the whole RG three effect. That's not going to happen here. So to be real with you, you're better off going and getting a veteran quarterback. Yeah, right. and I think I got two names, brother. Teddy Bridgewater, Wola. You know, I mentioned that yeah. already. Vic Vic Fangio said he was the unquestionable leader in the locker room. He was also awarded the Darren Williams. Um, you remember him out in Denver, the yeah. good guy award this season for his interactions with the media, 18 touchdown passes, which, uh, which was a career high in the 14 games he played because, you know, he had two concussions this season. Yeah. And when he went out, the Broncos were in that last playoff spot at, at seven to six. And arguably they could have fought for that last playoff spot in the second toughest division in football. Teddy Bridgewater is great. Mitch Trubisky is the second one. I know people don't like that, but he's mobile. And he's someone that's better than what you have on his roster right now, and he might be available. All right. Well, let me ask. I'm gonna ask you this question, right? Do you think that Mitch Trubisky or Teddy Bridgewater are that great, or that much better than what Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke's potential with another year in the system? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Hell yeah. I'll take anybody. I'm gonna say it again, bro. I'll take anybody. But no, the question. See, you know what? The question's a little different, though. Like, like, who's the OC? The OC makes it everything, bro. But yeah, hell yeah. Talent wise, hell yeah. I'm sorry. I'll just keep that a buck. Teddy Bridgewater is smarter. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater can actually. He can make some NFL throws. Field. He can make some NFL throws. Legit yeah, NFL Teddy throws. Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is is a flat out winner. Has been since college. Facts. Taylor Heineke. He, he's somebody who you love the Rudy story, but. You know Teddy Bridgewater fan. Rudy story. He is a Rudy story, bro. Like that's why everybody loves him so much. I actually had somebody on Twitter was like, uh, you know, he's been in the system. He's been in the system, so he can be the veteran quarterback. I'm like, bro, if you don't shut the hell up, like, what you mean he could be the veteran quarterback on this? Have you not watched enough? Did you not watch both Cowboy games for real? Like, did you not? Kyle Allen is Bama. Are you serious? Okay, that was my next question. Before we get out of here, I know we got to go to break for the next segment. Yeah. If they are able to get a, bring a quarterback from the outside, do you think they go with an open competition between Kyle Allen and uh, Taylor Hines? No, it shouldn't be an open competition. It should just be the veteran quarterback. These dudes ain't worth it. Like, there's a problem with this regime, man. They keep trying to live with Carolina dudes. They need to stop this crap, man, for real. Like, you know, you know, like, no no disrespect, because I don't know, this dude seems like a very nice guy, but I just got to keep it a buck the way I talk. Like, you know trash when you see trash. Don't stop it, man. Like, don't do this. Like, no, he's not, that's, he's not the one. He's a great story, like Ray said, Rudy. I love the movie, man. You know what I'm saying? I love Rudy. He was on the Goonies, too. I love that dude. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, bro, nah, he ain't the one. He's definitely not the one. All right, let's go to, let's go to another Washington team. Should... The Washington Wizards trade for local product Jeremy Grant. We'll discuss this after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene. The ages. You dig? Deuces. EmpireMedia.com. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
Okay. You are listening to <laughs> Urban Sports Scene with Wole, Ray, and myself, Will T, part of Empire Media. That's empiremedia.com. All right, Wole, you set the stage before the break. Should the Washington Wizards trade for Detroit Pistons for Jeremy Grant? You answered my question for me last segment. I'm answering yours. Hell no. Go ahead, though. I said, hell no. Everybody on Twitter, like, they want this dude, man. Like, that's all I'm hearing. All I'm seeing is Jeremy Grant this, Jeremy Grant that. Ray, you the Wizards fan? Like, why? Why wouldn't you want a Jeremy Grant? Oh, because there's, because there's better options. I'm a fan of Jeremy Grant. Don't get it twisted. But at the same time, you got DeMontis Sabonis. On the trading block, according to rumors, the Sixers tried to – oh, not the Sixers. I'm sorry. The Pacers tried to trade Sabonis to the Sixers for um, Ben Simmons, and the Sixers declined. When you have Montrezl Harrell, who has an expiring contract, you have two young pieces in Rui or Denny that you could potentially move with Harrell. The Montrezl Sabonis becomes an option. Of course, like I told you before, if Brad does not commit, the Philadelphia 76ers want Bradley Beal, and they will send Ben Simmons down this way. You add Sab- Simmons and Sabonis to this squad with Denny. Oh, my goodness. The size, uh, you get Thomas Bryant back. You got Gafford in the middle. You still got KCP defensively. This squad would be dope. They can still shoot. You got Kispert coming off the bench. I don't I don't like a deal for um, Jeremy Brad just because I want – these two guys more. That's it. Okay. Nothing personal. I, I like his father too. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, Will? What do you? What about your thoughts on um, the, on, on uh, Jeremy Grant? Do you think that'd be a good ad, or do you? Agree no, with I'm Grant? not. I, uh, I don't agree with Ray as strongly. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I have a question. You know exactly who or what do you give up for uh, Jeremy Grant, right? I look at this roster, you know, do you give up Rui? Um, do you give up Denny? You know, Ray, Ray mentioned Montrez Hurl has an expiring contract, but exactly who who could you give up a value to um, to bring in um, Jeremy Grant? And then I also have the question of, okay, if you don't move Kuzma, then you essentially have got two guys that play whose game is very similar, right? And it's very similar in the fact that um, – you know, they're both guys who could play the three or the four. Um, they could be either a stretch three, you know, a stretch four, but those they aren't necessarily guys who make plays for others. And so that just that just makes um another mouth to feed from the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean it's a the the I I mean Jeremy Grant's a good player. Like and, and you know, obviously having a local kid back here would be would be dope. But to your point, like you already have guys who are playing, you know, good basketball. Um, and Kyle Kuzma, they play similar positions. So I don't know if it's a great fit. And also, you got Bradley Bill, who's, who's still, to be real with you, still so ball-dominant. And in, in Detroit, he's doing a lot in Detroit in terms of having the ball in his hand. So it, I don't know if the fit will be the same. No, I agree. I agree with you. Um, you know, well, let's say that in Denver, you know, is when Denver is when he's really started to kind yeah. of, you know, ascend. Uh-huh. And he didn't have the ball in his hand a lot when he was True. in Denver. True. So, you know, he has a track record of being able to play with good offensive players. You know, in Denver, he had uh, Joe Kitchen, then he also had uh, Jamal Murray. Uh-huh. Um, so he had good offensive players, and he was able to find a spot for himself. But when you come to the Wizards, you know, with uh, Bradley Bill being so ball-dominant, and then you also have Spencer Dinwiddie, who has the ball also, yeah. you know, exactly how – and. and and, you know, this isn't a knock against the current coaching staff, but I haven't been impressed with what I've seen from, like, an offensive set perspective. Uh-huh. Um, how will you be able to get integrate him into the offense, right, it, yeah. it is, would be the bigger question yeah, for me. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. How does he fit with the with the pieces? I mean, I could say, I mean, to your point, though, you mentioned the Denver element, knowing that um, Wes Unsell Jr. comes from Denver, so he has probably has a familiarity with him. Um, but – I don't know. This is a different fit. And the way Denver played ball was a little bit more free spirited. And also, you had you had a great passer in 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 the Joker, right? So he could when he made his when he made his cuts, he was getting that ball for a dunk, right? And he 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 obviously expanded his jump shot, his jumper, in terms of you know shooting a three ball and have adding more range to his game. But it's just a different element. You don't have a playmaker on this team like a playmaker. What I mean by that is an assist man compared to what you saw in Denver. So I don't know it would be the same fit even compared to Denver, no, even with 
Wes Unsell Jr. coming from that organization? Also, this is a this is a business, and that's the part that many fans are missing. The ratings for Washington Wizards basketball games are not the best. The attendance is lackluster. If you want to put people in the seats, you got to bring in some bigger names, and you gotta you gotta have a better product on the court. And I think again, the two names I mentioned is a way to do that. Yeah. Just imagine if you had Sabonis at the three, and or Kyle Kuzma at the three, Sabonis at the four, Gafford at the five. You got Ben Simmons at the one, and you got KCP at the two. People are going to want to come see that team. People are going to want to tune in nationally, not just here. I don't know if Jeremy Grant coming in makes you say, oh, you know what, the Wizards, yes, they're making great moves. I love Tommy Shepard. Let's watch a Wizards game. Let's get some tickets. Let's go get some food. Let's go watch a Wizards game. No, heck no. Again, I like like Jeremy Grant to play. I love the way he's improved, the way he's grown into uh, a very solid NBA player. But I'm just saying from many perspectives, including the entertainment and business perspective, it just does not make sense to me. Facts, facts. All right, so on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Aaron Jones said, yes, Trey Bertans and Rui. Um, also, uh, on from Twitter, uh, the homie Cameron tweeted, I would trade Thomas Bryant, Davis Bertans, and our first round pick to acquire J- uh, Jeremy Grant. And don't be surprised Ooh, if Danny gets involved fun. too. Also, on Twitter, in response to Cameron, uh, at BFL Sports tweeted, I don't know if Detroit would go for that, but I would take it. Listen, Detroit, what? no one no one else is taking Davis per contract. <laughs> we are the only idiots that would give him this contract. No one else is taking hey, that contract yo. unless you attach a first round pick along a high per, a lottery pick along oh, with that. Man. No one's no one's taking a, a what a five year eighty million dollar contract for Dave Davis Pertons what with three more three more hey, years you. on it? No. Thank no you, one's Will. taking that contract, man. And you better not give a first round pick for Jeremy. I'm sorry, that's just not smart. And Cameron, Cameron, know I rock with him too. Like, I appreciate that, but I just don't agree in this case. <laughs> we'll came and shut that thing down ASAP. Hey, man, we'll talk about the NFL playoffs after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Save for ages. Yeti Deuces on AmpireMedia.com. <laughs> <laughs> Jeezy and myself, Wole, part of Ampire Media, and that's at ampiremedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
Fellas, which playoff game this weekend? We're talking the NFL. Are you most excited to watch? <clears throat> the matchups are Raiders versus the Bengals, Patriots, Bills, Eagles, Buccaneers, 49ers, Cowboys, Steelers, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, Will T. Even though it doesn't, you know, it lacks that that rob that history that it had as a rivalry during the early nineties. I'm excited to watch the 49ers versus the Cowboys. Yeah, it's mm. still yeah, I mean it. Nah, I mean it's not you know for you yeah. know all of us eighties eighties babies. You know damn we old. we remember <laughs> we remember. Huh? Damn, get old. Go ahead. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> all of us eighties babies. We remember you know those 49ers Cowboys games during the nineties where the, you know in the playoffs when they meant something when it was. When it was essentially a rivalry because they met, you know, because these were two of the <clears throat> better teams in the NFC, so they will always meet during the regular season. Then most likely they would meet in the playoffs. Um, this year it's a different tune um, with both of them being in the wild card and neither one of them playing, you know, in the playoffs um, versus each other in recent history. But one of the things that these two teams do have feet highlight um, that those 90s teams highlight are explosive offenses. Um, Kyle Shanahan, that 49ers offense, how they attack defenses with the personnel and for in different formations, uh-huh. and then the Cowboys wide receivers, um, with um, excuse me, Amari Cooper, um, CD Lamb, Cedric Wilson, and then you have the two tight ends, um, and then you know, and the and both of the running backs with Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Tony Pollard. It's a game that could, you know, potentially be the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. Oh, for me, um, I'm excited to see the Bengals play. They have all the weapons, man. You see what you see what Jamar Chase did. Man, almost that boy almost had, had like a Madden day. I was, was that the last game of the year for them, or was that the second to last game? Whatever. He had like a Madden day where he had like almost 300 yards receiving or something like that. Um, so I want to see how, you know, all those weapons, how they perform against, you know, the Raiders who got in on an exciting game against the Chargers who made it into the postseason. I think that – and they have – you know, they have their own – like Will was talking about a storyline. They do have – there's a storyline within them knowing that what happened with their head coach, uh, John Gruden, and they were still able to make it to the postseason with all, you know, all the tor- tur- uh, turmoil within that organization. So um, the Bengals, I think that game's going to be exciting. I just think that, you know – there's so many weapons the Bengals have. Higgins, Chase, um, Boyd, Mixon, Burrow, the quarterback. I mean, they, they, they loaded as a squad. They're a dangerous team, a very dangerous team. So that's the matchup I'm excited to see. I am going to go with Patriots-Bills in this third matchup. Of course, the infamous three-pass game for Mac Jones and the victory <laughs> for the New England Patriots. That man went two of three for 19 yards and had teeth. One, how disrespectful is that? You know the Bills do not like the Patriots. And I'm interested to see what the GOAT uh, does in terms of adjustments because Josh Allen comes to Foxborough and he torches the Patriots a few weeks later. Three touchdowns, 30 of 47 for 314 yards. I'm excited to see how Bill Belichick approaches this matchup. The Bills are the better team. We know this. Yeah. The Bills actually have a chance. And we're being honest with ourselves to go to the Super Bowl just yeah. like many other teams because there's no front run, Will. But anyway, this is the most <laughs> and it's a division matchup, and it's the most intriguing of the weekend in my opinion. Yeah, right. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Will. No, go ahead, Will. I was going to go back to your um, Cowboys game. I do think it's going to be an interesting game because in, in the standpoint of you know the Cowboys got so much love by blowing out the Washington football team, which is trash. Um, the Eagles, <laughs> who didn't have anybody, and they got fifty. But when they started playing, when they played a, a team. A team like the Char- like the Cardinals, they lost. You know what I mean. So it's the Cowboys still with even with all you know with what they did to get into the postseason that nice stretch. You know, you know that stretch. Um, they played a lot of lackluster teams, but when they did play a good team, they had they had issues. And now they're going to play a t- you know we're all, they're all in the playoffs. They're going to play a good team, especially in a in a battle tested NFC West. Um, so I'm interested to see how they play how they play against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, like you said, Kyle Shanahan, man, he knows how to scheme up offense in terms of doing everything out of one formation, and he's going to be obvious. And to me, the linebackers are going to be tested because you're going against one of the better, one of the best uh, tight ends in the game for the 49 in, in, with uh, what's his name? Little is it Little? That's his name. Kittle. 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 Sorry, Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, Thank you, my Kittle. man. Kittle. So Kittle, Kittle. yeah. Kittle. So 
they they tough and and and, and Debo Samuel is a monster. There's there's a lot that the Cowboys have to worry about, and and we all watched the game against the Rams. That defense was hitting. They their defense smacks. So that game is is, is going to be challenging. All right, but before we get into this next question, I have a question that's not on the on the outline for you guys. How, how do you all how do you all feel about this Monday night playoff game? What's opposed that? to three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. Oh, do I even know that it's a Monday night playoff game? That's what they, that's what they're doing. Yes, uh, the, yeah, the Cardinals and the Rams are the Monday night playoff oh my game. God, so they you'll doing, have, oh God, so you'll have three games Saturday. <laughs> you'll, <laughs> you'll have three games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, one game on MLK Day Monday at eight fifteen. The NFL is, is is awesome. They are the same people that put the draft night, the first round draft uh, night, on Thursday night. And it was a ratings winner. Uh, the NFL knows what they're doing. I believe that it's going to be fine. People are going to tune in. It's going to be one of the biggest uh, programs on TV that night. And hopefully, just like the national championship has success this past Monday, oh, they point. can replicate that. Good point. That's a very good point. I mean, I, the NFL changes so much. Like 17 games. Now, I guess there's a game on Monday night. I guess it's, it's dope. I mean, it's Monday night, right? Monday night football, it goes hand in hand to what we've seen, what we've watched throughout our years growing up and watching football in terms of regular season play. So I guess adding that element into the postseason shouldn't be a big issue. I just I just think, you know, I mean, I like change, but not to that, to that, to that extreme. Changes, their change is a little bit too extreme for me at times. So. But it'll yeah, work. I, I agree, I, right? It'll work. I think it'll work. <laughs> I think it'll work, but I think it takes away kind of the – it gives a team, you know, the team who plays the winner of the Cardinals-Rams game the competitive advantage. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Bit. Because you know their game, their game is at Monday, Monday night. Well, it'll be you know mm-hmm. it's, Mon- it's Monday evening. It'll mm-hmm. be Monday afternoon. You know when they play the game. Um, so, excuse me. I think you you uh, you know if that if that game isn't you know if the the winner of that Cardinals Rams game next week when they play, I believe the is it is it the Packers? No. That one of that game, I got to check the um, – actually, I got to check the, the seedings. But, you know, you know yeah, it all yeah, changes, think, though. You know, it all changes depending on which team wins and loses and stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think it creates a competitive advantage for uh-huh. that team, you know, who has to buy. And you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's a bit of tradition, nostalgia. I looked, I used to look forward to having three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. I agree. Uh, for wild card weekend. No, I agree. I, I, but, I wonder how do they choose which team plays on Monday? Then I'm just trying to figure out how do they choose that. I don't. I mean, I don't know. The NFL doesn't tell us anything. Man. <laughs> they just say, "Here, watch." Yeah, I'm just trying to figure and they out. Expect like, you not to ask questions. Is it because like the seating? I'm just trying to figure that out. I'm like, how do you even do? Like, how do you <clears> decide <throat> if it's not going to be on the AFC side? You know what I mean? Like, with yeah, no, I get it. A fair question. Yeah, a fair uh, question. All it, right, but let's mm-hmm. get to our next question. Mm-hmm. All right, who do you guys have going to the Super Bowl? Like, Ray, you can start it. Okay, so I gave a teaser when the show started, and I'm going with the Tennessee Titans uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ric Flair said it, to be the man, woo, you got to beat the man. And as long, as long as Tom Brady is lining up behind center, I'm going to pick him to go to the Super Bowl. And right now, with Julio Jones appearing to be healthy and possibly getting Derrick Henry back healthy, Oof. The Tennessee Titans are going to be scary in these playoffs, my friend. I, all right, so I got a rematch. You know what I'm saying? I, I like your Titans pick, but I got a rematch when, you know, when Kurt Warner won that bow when somebody was like one yard short. Um, I am mm. going to go with the Titans versus the Rams. I like that matchup. I think that's going to – I like the Rams star power. I just like I like the, the players the Rams got. I thought like Vaughn Miller, uh, Aaron Donald – you know what I mean? I think Matthew Stafford makes enough plays to help him out, and they find their running game with Sony Michelle. Uh, I think Beckham's going to have a, a, a huge playoffs uh, playoffs for this team. So I'm going to go with the Rams and Titans in the bowl. I'm not giving my pick because my ops might be listening. Oh, you know what? Man, Facts, bro. You know what? You know what? You're right. Good job, Will T. I don't don't give your picks out. I'm on your side on this one, bro. Don't give your picks out of the Okay. Hey, but but I I will say this. It it it'll be a, a matchup of two uh two of the best quarterbacks in the league. I'll just say that. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> hey. That could be Aaron, Aaron I know, Rodgers. I don't know who that could be. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Hey. Could it be Josh? Is it, is it Josh Allen? 
Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick hey, Mahomes. Man, I, hey, listen, I, I gave hey, a clue. Brady, I Patrick Mahomes, O'Brady, O'Brady, and Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. That's uh, all. Yeah. That can go I gave a clue. I gave a clue. Right. I gave a clue. You, you did. You did. Thanks, thanks Will. Appreciate thanks, man. Appreciate you, man. Hey, hey, from Instagram, uh, Karita Parks, Hamas, uh, Hamas Parks uh, said, I really think it could be anybody. I have a feeling it's going to be, be two teams we don't expect. I mean, oh, that's a weird that's, T answer right I there. I know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, well, well, I mean, listen, she, listen, the Titans. I, I think you know, it's, you know, it, yes, that that is a will T answer, yes. But I think <laughs> yes, the, 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 the one of the teams that you know both of you guys picked, the Titans, um, are definitely one of those teams. I think people aren't necessarily thinking of them currently. Yeah. Um, as a Super Bowl contender, one, because Derrick Henry has been injured. Mm-hmm. And two, you know, we haven't seen the best of Julio Jones. And Julio Jones, you know, this past week played his best game yeah. as a Titan. Tracks. So he's starting to ascend in that play, and he's starting to get better. I know. Only that fool played, in, 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 I mean, playing a regular season like that for my fantasy football team, I would have some money. Just, just all jacked. I wish Julio was healthy. You really messed me up. Hey, um, I'm going to read a, a tweet from our prior segment about uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, Big Ed tweeted, "I I I'd trade one of one of one of either Kuzma, Denny, or Rui along with cash consideration and whatever first round pick they want and call it a day." I, I can't I can't <laughs> see giving up a first round pick. I just don't for I I just don't give it. Well, no, I still I don't see giving up a first round pick for Jeremy Grant, even though he is on the younger side and he hasn't come into his prime per yeah. se. He's only twenty seven and he's about to hit his prime. Um I still can't see giving up a first round pick. Appreciate you for listening, brother. I appreciate you for your comment. Definitely, man. Yeah, check us out, of course. Definitely. Uh Marie, one more tweet before we go to break. Uh, it's about the Washington football uh team yeah. segment about uh Ron Rivera and the his vision. At HM Brewer 72 tweeted, I do actually believe that Ron has a plan and goals unlike previous regimes. However, the execution so far has been so-so. What the hell is the plan then? I'm trying to figure it out, man. No one's really <laughs> giving me an idea what this plan is. No, I mean, nothing listen, about he, what he, the plan he, is. No he one. said he wants, to, he, he wants to change the culture on and off the field. How do he you? wants guys to be, be accountable. On right. and off the field. Right. That's understandable. That's yeah. cool. But how? But what, what is the doing? plan from an X and O <laughs> exactly. football and personnel perspective? Yeah, that's all I want to know, bro. That's what I want to know too. Anyway, man, Georgia beat Alabama last night, thirty-three to eighteen, to be the college football national champions. We'll discuss this after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Team for ages. Get it, deuces on AmpireMedia.com. Georgia, 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 Georgia. We on the grind, Georgia. All the time, it ain't nothing on my mind, but Georgia. We ain't playing with you. We on the grind, Georgia. All the time, it ain't nothing on my mind, but we ain't playing with you. Country name, country slang, fiends at the Black cruising, crap shooting, 50 on the 10 of 4. Overcast, the forecast shows clouds from plenty. And we ready for war in the state of Yeah, dirty words, dirty birds. It's mean in this dirty south. You ever disrespect it and we'll clean out your dirty mouth. Bulldogs clocking, these lookout boys is hawking. You gotta be brave in the state of my Georgia bones, come anywhere on my land and I'll aim at your Georgia dome, if you get in an altercation, just hop on your mobile phone and tell somebody you need help in the middle of, we some ATL thrashers, scope your pumpkin and smash ya, we'll come through your hood worse than a tsunami disaster, don't know who they gonna get or who them robbers gonna hit, that's why I keep my Georgia check in the state of We are back, and if you're still tuned in to our podcast at this point, man, we really appreciate you because you're hanging in there with us. As we uh, look to close this show out, Mariano Rivera, uh, who, are, who are some other good closes that I can think of? We're going to go local. Uh, Chad Cordero, you listen to the Urban Sports Team, of course, uh, Wole, Will T, and Ray, um, part of Empire Media, EmpireMedia.com. The, 
last night, Kirby Smart, he finally did it, fam, in the College Football National Championship game. Uh, he defeated his mentor, Nick Saban, uh, as the Georgia Bulldogs defeated the Alabama Crimson Tide, 33 to 18. What were your thoughts on the game? We'll start with you, Wale. Um, well, you know, it was, to me, it was first, initially it was a defensive struggle. Um, you had, you know, Bama was up. It was, it was a field goal game. I just thought, you know, you could just tell SEC, SEC football is just a different breed. Like the athletes, the, the speed, the way they play defense. I'm talking about the top tier teams like Bama and Georgia. Just, it was just, you, you, they were, those two teams were meant to be in that game. You know, I was a Michigan fan. I saw what Georgia did to Michigan and you could just tell Michigan didn't belong in that in that game, and if they even got lucky, they got smacked by Alabama. So the two best teams in the country played against each other. Georgia just had a little bit more, and I felt like, you know, with Georgia losing to Alabama in the SEC championship game, there was a little more fuel to the fire. Obviously, the injury to the wide receiver, Williams, one of the, um, a, a top-tier wide receiver, him going down made things easier. I think you saw the, the freshman, the true freshman wide receiver coming to the game and struggle, had a bunch of key drops, and I think that hurt Bama, too, to kind of – keep the momentum and easy to me even pull out a victory uh but georgia had you know georgia played well especially with um dalvin cook's little little brother having that big explosive play i don't think it was a 66 67 yard run to kind of give uh to give uh georgia the momentum but it was a, i thought it was a well-played game uh just thought georgia's defense made them made enough plays to win that football game and went to and to become national champions the game was too damn long, in my opinion. College <laughs> football hours. games are long in general because of that. Get a first down and, cl- and the clock stops. Ah, it's get a get a first down and the clock stops and all those damn commercials because mm-hmm. you're trying to capitalize off of the game and the sponsorships, man. But outside of that, um, it was a well played game. It was an entertaining game, specifically the uh, the second half. The first half was a defensive struggle, which I think a lot of people uh, thought it would be. Um, Bryce Young, uh, he had some some time some untimely turnovers, mm-hmm. but that's that's part of the maturation process, and he'll he'll learn from it. If if we look at his play this year, he'll learn from it, and he'll become a better player next year, and um, help lead Alabama probably back to the college football um, playoffs. Um, but congratulations to Kirby Smart and Georgia. Um, all year, we, you know, everyone's uh, raved about that Georgia defensive line and that Georgia defense. That Georgia defense um, Monday night, they definitely came to play. Um, <clears throat> and like Wale said, uh, uh, Dalvin Cook's younger brother, that run was probably the highlight or one of, or one of, or probably the second biggest play yeah, second, huh? of the game. Um, the the first biggest was the the final pick six. Yeah. Um, to, to seal the game for Georgia. But it was a well-contested game, entertaining, but too damn long if you ask me. Four hours, man. <laughs> get out of here with that on a Monday night. Yeah. No. Nah. I, I want to give the quarterback Bennett some 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 some, uh, some love because, you know, he was he had a tough go about it in, in initially in that game, and then he made a couple big plays. Obviously, the bomb um, for that touchdown pass. I forget, I forget the wide receiver. I'm trying to say. I want to, I'm not sure what the wide receiver's name, but. Pickett. Uh, thank you, Pickett. Pickens. Yeah. Yeah, Pickens, thank you. Uh, the bomb, the pickings to to kind of to get that touchdown which they needed. So um, he had a, he had a big play. I think he was offensive MVP, right? Offensive player of the game, right? Stetson Bennett. Yeah, I think yeah, I believe so. So yeah, and, and you know he doesn't have all the to- all the, like the the NFL arm or you know like this you know the you know speed of a you know like the, a four or five running quarterback. Look, he's like, like a that. he's a he's like a he's like a Rudy. Yeah, right? he like, is a Rudy. Uh, like real talk, he's nah, a Rudy. It's, it's, it's the story. It's the story that people are going to buy into. A kid who went through all those heart, those heartaches, um, to persevere, and you know, not be a top, you know, not be a five star recruit on the, the top team too. in the nation. I think it's a walk on. Yeah, he's a walk on, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and he led this team to a national championship after all of the trials and tribulations. It's a great story that. Really is. People will talk about for years and years. Yeah, you like seeing that emotion too, man. The boy was he was he was crying. You know what I mean? Um, just you know, just I, and you could tell the one obviously he won the championship, but you know initially you know he had that key fumble, that fumble. Um, so I'm sure he was thinking to himself like I may have lost this game for my you know for my team, and then to make a couple big plays and to become a national champion and to you know and to to be on that stage, you know you just. You kind of like him. You end up like you watching that game. You kind of root for him, like a Rudy. It's the Rudy story. But this, but this, Rudy, but this Rudy won a championship. 
Not just he didn't just get one tackle. This one, this one won a championship. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> I, I think it's hilarious. Man. I think it, I think it's funny that Will T was complaining about time when he watched the Zack Snyder Justice League was which was longer than the game. Was, I, love, right? I, I love that. Joy. Hey, are we criticizing also, it? Is that, are we criticizing uh, it? Cause I like that. I mean, I, I love that. Joy. I, wa- I watched it. One, I watched it once. Oh, I, wa- and I, I watched, told you I will never watch it again. Oh, I watched that thing twice, <laughs> and I watched it again, bro. And I will watch that hey. thing again. Go ahead, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, also, just just as a Falcons fan, I want to say, don't tell me that the curse. football fans and sports fans in general aren't passionate yeah. in the in that area, in the Georgia area, the Atlanta area. Because come on now, they showed out all over the country. Georgia fans poured in online on social media. A lot made it to the stadium and, and Lucas Oil mm-hmm. in Indianapolis to watch that. So I don't want to hear that no more. But what was crazy is as I'm watching this game, you know our age, guys. We watched some good defensive football in college yeah. growing up. The Big Ten, you know, Charles Woodson, um, Larry Foot, two names that come to mind. And I was watching all these missed tackles last night. Like, Georgia missed a ton of tackles, even though they're a strong defensive team. However, they always clamped down in the red zone, always last night. And I thought that that was dope because Bryce Young is amazing. I don't know if y'all noticed, even in a losing effort last night, he played a really good game. He didn't have his top receiver, of course, but he the, the back shoulder throw he made, the – the, the the reads, how he has the escapability aspect. He's got the arm. I was highly impressed with how he played in a game where there was a lot of adversity going against him. And he almost led his team to a victory despite the injuries. So shout out to Bryce Young. He's going to yeah. be a dope NFL quarterback. I so and I think he just solidified himself as one of those guys who cannot just be a good player, but he's also a leader on the Alabama team. He might be better than Tua, I'm not sure, because Tua had such a, a, a strong IQ in college as well as a really good arm and, and accuracy. But I liked what he did in Alabama. Um, of course, they're the standard in college football, and that's what Kirby Smart is trying to replicate, and he mm-hmm. finally got over a hump. So, again, shout out to him. And you know what was dope, though? You, you saw Nick Saban after the game when they, they embraced him and Kirby Smart. He, he was mm-hmm. he was happy for him. And I don't, you rarely see Nick Saban smile. Like, that dude was grinning. I was like, damn, that's different. Well, on, a, on a side note, on a side note, I was doing some research, oh. you know, about – both coaches before we started the show. Do you know what Nick Saban's favorite type of jokes are? Nah, what was his favorite jokes? The D's nuts joke. Are you serious? Go, go I, I lied to you. Now do the research. Do, do the research. Evidently, he says those jokes a lot. That's during, weird. I, I lie to you not. I lie to you not. Do the research. Um, if you do, if you Google, do the research. He says those jokes a lot dark to his players during practice. That's weird as hell. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling there's you. There's so man. much that one is. Will T came out of left field that way. I know. I'm gonna lie, but there's so much. Of, I don't even know how to respond to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know what to say to I mean, that. I mean, I just think he just closed the show off of that. I don't know what we just going to close it off of that, man. You're right. We're, that's what we're going to do. All right. So I want to make sure I say this again. Once again, we want to congratulate Ray and I. We want to congratulate Will T. Some round of applause to Will T. For winning yes, the sir. Urban Sports Scene versus Football Garbage Time Pick'em Challenge. Yes, it's over. It's over, Football Garbage Time. It's over. There's no loophole, playoffs, whatever. You can do anything you want. It's Haku over. Trump. You know what I'm Haku saying? Trump don't want to concede. Yes. You need to concede, bro. <laughs> All right. This is not the election. You need to concede, bro. Will hey. T. Biden. Exactly. <laughs> and you can see Will be, you can see Will T being celebrated on the Football Garbage Time website. You, all you got to do is go to www.footballgarbagetime.com. All right? There's going to be a trophy next to him. Will she give him a picture? You know what I'm saying? With you just cheesing with a fake-ass trophy or something. It'd be amazing, bro. <laughs> I think we should hack their site and we should put that up. Yes, we should, man. We, we should need to do that, do that man. We, we definitely need to do we that. Need hey, to all, do that. So, again, once if again. Paul Wong, we giving you 20. We giving you to the end of the week to concede. Yes, to concede. <laughs> if you don't concede. We're going to hack your site, and I am going to get a picture with me and a trophy on your site. Some real stuff is happening right now, dude. Some real stuff is happening. So, Hakun Wan, make sure you're listening in. You got a, you got a week, right, Will T? A week. You got a strong week, He got a week until the, until the start of our next podcast. Bruh, so you better deliver. Are we hacking? 
We hacking. All right, so deliver. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Make sure you subscribe to our Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel. Um, just, you know, we're we growing, man. We're we doing big things. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Empire Media, at EmpireMedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier shows as well as other great content. We appreciate everybody for listening. I appreciate it. I love being back. I love being with the fellas. You know what I'm saying? Producer work was cool too. I like doing that stuff. That was amazing. But I uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene. For ages. Yeti. Deuces. Hey, Mega, leave us out, big homie. <laughs>